Welcome back to another episode of Suds in Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 94, and today we are reviewing Spider-Man No Way Home, plus some other stuff we have been watching, uh, possibly some more 2021 movies as, well, I'm at least cramming for the top 10. I don't know about you guys. Uh, and <laughs> that's about it. I have only watched 2021 20, movies. Well, that's good to hear. Um, how you guys doing? What's new? So we just talked about this. <laughs> well, tell the people. <laughs> I was in Traverse City. It was my second time. First time actually spending time in the city, though. Last time I went, I was kind of all over the area, Leland and all that. So it was like only in the city this time. It's pretty nice. I don't know if it's really worth the trip. Like in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's it fucking dead of winter right now. Yeah. So Traverse City in the summer is lit. Awesome. Yeah. You can go kayaking and like there's a bunch of breweries like along the river. Yeah. I did hear about it. It's like a biking kayak trail thing, isn't it? Uh I don't know if there's a bike path, but I thought you do like kayak and then bike and then kayak. It's like No, I both. started you start like way away and you have to kayak across a lake and then it te- gets you into a channel and then you or a river and then you do that and then you actually have to carry your kayak. Like portage it from one spot to and re-enter it, and then you can go again. Hmm. Well, if you're a super film nerd, also, that's one of the largest uh, film festivals, if not the largest film festival. In Michigan t- is in Traverse City. So. Yeah, they had a on their theater there. It said Traverse City Film Festival coming back soon. Mm-hmm. Or we gotta well. go. And they were should playing. Uh, should try the tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, in the winter it's cold. Should have went. <laughs> that way we don't have to. You don't yeah, have to watch it on Apple. Apple. <laughs> yeah, but you could have went and watched it in theater. But then, I'm paying for something I'm already paying for. Yeah, but it's theater. I use Apple TV like once you a year. Know, if I everyone, really thinks, use if everyone have, thinks the way that do you they do only do have it? one screen. What else were they playing? I don't know. I didn't look. Could have seen Red Rocket. They weren't playing that. I would have seen. Remembered. Damn. Well, anyway. Yeah, so Traverse nice. It's nice in the winter, but really cold. <laughs> and if you like drinking in breweries, they you will never run out. There are so many, and within such a small distance from each other. Probably because yeah. there's nothing else to do in the area. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you end up did you go to Sutton's Bay at all? You should have went to Hoplot. No, I went to Sleeping Bear Dunes. That's all that. Mm-hmm. Hoplot's like super freezing trail all the way to Lake Michigan. And it looked like an alien planet mm-hmm. because it was, you never see, I don't know if I ever really see sand and snow together. So. It was I don't weird. know if I have either. Yeah. It was weird. Like you step in and sink in. It looks like cake layers because it's like <laughs> sand, snow, sand, I saw, snow. Yeah. I saw uh, snow. like a, a Insta- on Instagram or something. Somebody like scooped up. And it looked like tiramisu. Like tiramisu. I yeah. saw that. Oh, did you see it? Yeah. yeah, they're like the forbidden tiramisu. It did look like it too. <laughs> it did. That's kind of how this was, but the sun was on dark. top of the sand. And the sands that is, that's like that sand was dark. Yeah, and it was probably a lot colder here because, whoo, tiramisu. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh <Confidence>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, nothing new with me. And I assume with you, Josh. How's your uh, wrist doing? Uh, the left one is good. The one that I fractured, the right one still hurts a lot. 
and like that's a sprained movements one. Movements like this, my the sprained one. I always heard that like breaking. I said the same exact. Heals yeah. easier than spraining. I texted. I asked him. I was like, he's like the fractured one is better than the sprained. Yeah, like I feel like I could do a lot more with this wrist. I don't know about like anything like heavy lifting or anything like that. But stranger danger. This, yeah, just like bending it back and forth, flexion and extension is like bothers me. Hmm. So, it's gonna have arthritis now. Yeah, it's probably gonna have it. We're all turning thirty this year, so God fucking kill me. I was listening to Bill Bur- uh, Bo Bill Burnham, Bo Burnham's <laughs> thirty song mm. preparation. That's a new decade. Can't wait. It's supposed to be the best years of our life. Thirty. A new so. decade of turn up. Yeah, it followed by the worst years of your life. Your forties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go back. Love up. how they put and them back to back gets, for you. Yeah, and then <laughs> it gets back okay again. And then you die. <laughs> and then you die. Yeah. Get closer to retirement, then you get to do what you want. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our beer here. This was Josh's pick. That it was. So why don't you tell us about it? Um, sure. Saw it in the cooler. Looked good. Grabbed it. Um, this is called. Or- you mean there's no connection? How Spider-Man, does it connect no to Spider-Man? Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, you, Jacob will figure something out here. All right, Jacob, you have 60 seconds while Josh talks while about I it. While I talk about it. Here we go. So we have Orchata from The Brewery. I think we featured them we before. We have had The Brewery before. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of California. Um ABV 7.2%. Long-winded description here, so bear with me. Uh, Take your time. Horchata is a traditional sweet, milky drink originating in Spain and Latin America that has become quite popular in Southern California, particularly with Mexican cuisine. Our homage to the traditionally non-alcoholic drink is a blonde ale brewed with a heavy dosing of rice, cinnamon, and vanilla, along with lactose for a little extra creamy character. These ingredients meld together to create a taste and experience that hints at horchata, but it's much more than that. The flavor is hard to describe, but for those who know it, you know you love it. I love horchata, so I can't wait. But see, it connects. Here we go. Let's go, baby. the style is a blonde ale, right? Yep. And then horchata, though, is from, you know, central, well, North America, but... Well, Blondales aren't from North America, right? I don't know. But keep I going. assume they're not. So Blondales and Orchata are two completely different things, but they're both drinks, right? <laughs> sure. So since they're both drinks, they're kind of in a similar area, but they're in different like dimensions. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you put those dimensions together, you get something that there together is new and exciting <laughs> to try. Just like the universe is colliding in Spider-Man. No way home. <laughs> and I have a, a connection to us. We're Mexican and Kyle's <laughs> a blonde. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so a Mexican drink and a blonde. <laughs> this is just like the, it's just perfect for the show. That's our spinoff podcast, Two Mexicans and a Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> also the name of the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sub now. Hmm. I'm trying to see what this is. Okay. Anyway, can't find anything. Uh, Did we say ABV and everything? Yep. <laughs> okay. I was not listening. First two. Seven point two. I was trying to Stinking. think at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No IBUs listed. Ideal serving temp is 45 degrees Fahrenheit. So, is it 45 degrees? It feels about mm, 43 <laughs> at the moment. But <laughs> I don't know that cooler. That fridge is cold. Scary label. So. All right. Ready. Let's do it. 
Hmm. Smells like a blonde ale. Yeah, it smells like a kind of like light beer, honestly. <sighs> Not getting a lot of cinnamon from the smell. I don't get horchata at all. <laughs> really? I do. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> hmm. I guess it's there, but it is weak. It's probably old. It's super liquor. <laughs> but yeah. it's uh, it's it's gonna be at least it's, within a it's year. It's in there. So. I can get a little bit of the cinnamon, but I yeah. was expecting maybe the stout would go better as like not a stout, but something heavier. It, it would be like a white stout, which is exactly what that this would, would be classified yeah. as. Almost. Oh. Similar. That would be better. <laughs> it needs more. Just more. Mm-hmm. It's so light. Yeah, 7.2. I think you just expect a little bit more flavor than this. It tastes lighter than it than it um, is. I expect it to be really sweet. Especially coming from the brewery, too. True. They're, they're like a They specialize very good, in like pastry yeah. stouts and stuff, right? Yeah, they do. They they like just, just overall. I taste brewery. a little bit of the cinnamon, but the vanilla is like lost. Really, I taste more vanilla than cinnamon. I taste all the rice. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. Reminds me of. It's mm. so faint on the back of the tongue. Well, uh, it's not well, bad tasting. We'll have to see what the burp tastes like. Yeah, it's not bad tasting at all, but it's just kind of <laughs> not at all what I was yeah. expecting. Have you ever had the monster yeah. horchata? What is it? The monster. monster. Yeah, yeah. Monster, monster has an horchata drink. And it tastes just like horchata. So that's what I'm I was not. expecting this to taste like. We used to have it at Chilangos, so I drink it all the time. Yeah, it tastes just like it. Yum. So yeah, good. it's really good, but that's what I was expecting from this. So I was like thrown off. But it's it's good. I mean, yeah. Now why is it spelled O R X H A? Yeah, I don't know. Why I've they always it. I've always seen horchata H-O-R-C-H-A. spelled H O R C H A. Yeah, in Mexico, that's how. Well, it's I think that well, it, this the, is probably how it technically like is spelled. Aztec or Mayan, one of those. The X makes the ch sound. So, and they probably wrote it horchata to like English to make it Spanish by it, probably. Or yeah, because no, because I think Spanish. This is Aztec. Also, what's interesting, I don't know if this is like Google tailoring its search to me. But when you search O-R-X-A-T-A, it only comes up with this beer from the brewery. Okay, maybe they just so maybe decided just to make, there, yeah. do it that way. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's me too. Hmm. All right, well, good, not great. Good, not great. If yeah. you're uh horchata uh, snob, <laughs> this say, this isn't you're it. probably not going to like it. Aficionado. But, uh, yeah, it's drinkable for sure. Oh, yeah. I guess they were. They do say in the description to create a taste and experience that hints at horchata. It doesn't say mm. that it is. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess that's most um, what most beers go for, right? They're not gonna hit the hit that on the head like that. What do we have? Uh, that gingerbread stout didn't really taste much like a gingerbread oh, cookie from Big Lake. Yeah, but it yeah. kind of hinted at it. Yeah, similar. It's like. Horchata. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it tastes. <laughs> it tastes like you're whispering it. Yeah, it tastes <laughs> like a whisper. <laughs> it's all lowercase. <laughs> yeah. Horchata. <laughs> ASMR. All right. Are you guys ready to get into our featured review? Yeesh. All right. We're talking Spider Man No Way Home. Spider Man No Way Home is written by Chris McKenna and Eric Somers. Uh, it's directed by John Watts. It stars Tom Holland, Zendaya. Yep. Yes. Benedict. I'm gonna come. Burbatch. <laughs> uh, Jacob 
Padalon, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Merlin, and a bunch of other people. Uh, plot synopsis reads, with Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Sp- Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Let's take a listen to a clip. What is this place? The mirror dimension, where I'm in control. Strange, stop! Can we please just talk about this? Parker, don't you realize that in the multiverse there are an infinite number of people who know Peter Parker is Spider-Man? And if that spell gets loose, they're all coming here! Look, I know, I get it, but we can't just send them home to die! It's their fate. You can't change that any more than you can change who they are. Oh, what are you doing? All right, what did you guys think of Spider-Man No Way Home? It was fun. It was very... I liked it. Thank you. Uh, Obviously, it's kind of cheap and not in a necessarily bad all the time way but it's a cheap way you know you're gonna like i wanted to see this simply because we knew what was gonna happen it's not a spoiler at this point right everyone knew no. the spider-man generations were gonna meet each other mm-hmm. even when that the, they're uh, like oh should i spoil i'm leaked like leaked photo yeah came like, out <laughs> yeah which was obviously marketing scheme so bad <clears throat> and then oh, sorry Leila. so I wanted to see that. I was going to see it just because I wanted to see that. And I'm sure a lot of people, that was the same case. Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't even seen the last Spider-Man, which I have now caught up on that. So (laughs) did you see it after you watched this or before? Before. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I forgot to check it in. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, it kind of the plot or what happens. It goes on literally right after. Yeah. Yeah. It's like starts right where the other one ends. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I mean, the story, I don't know. It felt when the end happened to me, I don't think it was as big as it felt kind of small. I don't know if that's because Endgame, I think, was kind of one of the last ones I see or even the last Spider-Man, the way it ended. Oh, no, everyone knows it's him now. That's kind of like a huge thing. And the way this one ended, I just felt I'm like, remember watching like, I feel like it's getting close to the end. I like them getting together was like not that much. Of a part of it, I feel like I, it was like a good. I guess it was. Yeah, minutes. I don't know why it just didn't feel like they got enough of t- their time to flesh out, especially for the second Amazing Spider-Man, right? Because I, I haven't seen those, so I didn't really. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Never so seen either one of them. Mm-mm. Which one? Amazing Spider-Man. Nope. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man. You've the Amazing no. Spider-Man. The Amazing ones. Is that the Andy Garfield? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've seen one of them. I did like the part where <laughs> he was like. No, you're amazing. He's like, yeah, I'm just not as good as you guys. He's like, you're amazing. Say it. <laughs> it was so That's embarrassing. There, but yeah. Well, that was because he had Jim. the fucking. Because uh, his was, was the only one. No, it's because he was the amazing Spider-Man. I know, but that was the situation. Yeah, but it's really just a nod because the first franchise and the newest one has done really well, but his flopped. Mm hmm. And it was the amazing Spider-Man. Anyway. Say it. You're amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It was awesome seeing them together. It was awesome seeing Toby back. It just was cool. I don't know. It hits that nostalgia part of your brain. I was like, that's my Spider-Man. Yeah, that's mine. (laughs) Not this Tom Holland dude. Sam Raimi. (laughs) Yeah. 
great power comes great responsibility. Oh God, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than that, it was. I just. I don't know. Some of the things, like the whole situation, was created basically kind of like a joke, right? So it kind of kills a lot of the intensity that it's supposed to have because it was literally he's like oh you didn't just ask the college if it was okay first and then he like yeah creates this thing that literally tears time and space apart (laughs) just seems i don't know yeah i would say a lot of the scenarios and setup is basically convenient plot conveniences yeah like like it doesn't feel we have to uh we have to write the story around them meeting the the yeah yeah exactly (laughs) the idea of getting all of these old villains and people really love the spider into the spider verse i want to do that but at nostalgia bomb so we know it will do well and how can we make a story for that i kind of didn't understand because i think the first two did so well on and they were stood on their own like just being in the marvel universe now with sony like collaborating with marvel and having original villains like vulture and mysterio villains that weren't featured before and now it's just like I don't know. It kind of goes against all of what they set up, I guess. Yeah. I also, yeah, it just seemed like a lot of it too was just trying to undo what the last gen Spider-Man did. Just kept making jokes about it so many times. I said the one, the amazing or uh, Jamie Foxx, his look. Yep. Cause he was CG. I know he was CG in the last one. It looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And now they just made him him. With the powers around And if it. you haven't seen the other ones, then, like, I don't... This probably didn't mean as much to you, but when he points out, like, uh, someone, um, Lizard... So, I don't know. Somebody points it out to him, like, oh, you used to have a gap in your teeth and, like, you wore glasses before, and now, like, he doesn't look like that, but there's no explanation to that. Like, why? Yeah, I didn't oh, understand I did see that, that one. What was that one? That's the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I didn't... Okay, so I saw that one. I did yeah. not get that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... His hair was all weird looking. Yeah, he had, like... Yeah, he had... Oh. Just like ner- he just looked like a nerd because I mean he was like a scientist and then in this one he just looks like Jamie Fox and like they have a line of dialogue to like Explain so that it. way people aren't like questioning it but it's not really explained why they just point it out and it's like well pointing it out doesn't do anything you're just pointing out pointing it out it's like so much of the there's like Matrix Resurrections like uh, memories flooding back watching some of this stuff anyway continue yeah so. I don't know. It, I loved Defoe and how he was. He just stole it a lot. <laughs> and it went pretty dark at parts, I guess, to help bring them all together. And it's interest. It definitely leaves more for the what goes on. But I don't know. I literally, other than feeling like a nostalgia bomb and people are just going to like this for like a... It doesn't feel like it's much of a storyline continuing from what was before it feels like they went past that really quickly and to order to make this that they knew would make tons of money and that's about it i'm not saying it wasn't enjoyable it was it flew by but there's nothing technically or anything that stands out as special about it it's just fun Mm -hmm. yeah i'm kind of in the same boat i felt like it kind of was like running in place a lot of times like there was so much time where it wasn't really doing anything it's like this is supposed to be like this big epic movie and like a lot of the the action was like pretty lackluster for, I guess for me like I think I was, was that because there were so many bad guys like I don't know um I, yeah 
probably like a mixture of so many bad guys and I don't I think the direction too like I feel like Sam Raimi his direction of the Spider-Man movies and like just how to choreograph action was way better than like anything John Watts yeah has done in these and I th- and I can't I, remember the first one that much but first spider or yeah, like just homecoming oh I remember just like thinking it. about the like the fight choreography and stuff it seems more I guess typical like run of the mill rather than like anything unique right yeah yeah it was just and like bringing the old people like stuff was kind of like whatever but it you know it's all just fan service i mean this is like i have like we just said i haven't seen any of the tom holland ones i think i've only seen one of the amazing ones obviously i saw the original three because they were like the original like that was like kind of our introduction into the not necessarily mcu obviously but into marvel um mm. superhero movies i think that was one of the first ones that we had to for us so yeah, x-men and spider-man yeah it was like yeah it was always like you know always held that special place in your heart so that was cool seeing toby Maguire back of course why wouldn't it be and them fighting together was kind of cool but i don't know it just i wanted to see like them three do more together because that's it was, what i'm saying it felt like there wasn't enough some of the best the, i think some of the best scenes were just them like talking to each other because they all like i think they all hold like have that spider-man like you know mentality or like you know jokester like they all they all have their own unique spider-man and like the way that they played off each other was kind of cool like the it was written to like you know kind of cater to tom holland and then it was written to cater to andy garfield and then Tony mcguire so they all kind of felt like spider-man but in their own way and i like how they did that um but yeah it was just it, it was you know meh and i had i love going to movie theaters but this is not the movie to go to with a lot of people on it because people would not shut the fuck up this dude literally answered a phone call what? in the middle of the movie it was like talking and he would he wouldn't shut up the whole movie and his kids were next to him they were like talking and like moving the entire time even was, now um, when you watch that yeah it's just it was packed like theater when i say i watch it during the week at random time so there wasn't that many yeah people. i went thursday i texted you it was like thursday at like three noon. or something oh yeah noon because i was in i was getting yeah. right in the gym yeah i literally was like working in close to the theater i finished my work or whatever i was like i might as well just go see this now and uh, yeah luckily i only had i think 10 other people yeah, maybe that's how it was. max there was probably screen, so. 50 to 75 jesus oh no yeah like we had a, i had to sit like the seat that i had wasn't like a good seat because well, i obviously we show up because i don't want to watch too many trailers and stuff so it was everyone was already seated and it was like I kind of had to sit off to the side. But well, I guess there's a reason it made a billion dollars in 12 it's days. Probably gonna come, yeah. Yeah. Make I mean, if it's still whole, I mean, what is this? The f- third, fourth week now? Uh, Yeah. Third. And it's third, still, I, I mean, at Jackson, Michigan theater has 75, 57 yeah, people. In it's it. going to be. One I walked of the, in. I was. It's already in top five, right? I think. Of all time. Yeah. It's up there. I don't know. Uh, no, for a weekend it is. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna last. Just I mean, the more word gets out, the more it's gonna be seen. So and I don't know how much is, longer people are rewatching this thing too. Like, there's a lot of people that are going back. Yeah, a lot of people think this is the best Marvel movie like ever. Dude, have you seen the reviews on this? It's like in the IMDb top two fifty. It's in the Letterbox top really? two hundred. It's, yeah, it's fucking insane. It's got a four two Letterbox. Yeah, people are that nostalgia hits you hard, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. I don't get from a critic point of view what was so special about it. 
It's not high. It's not that high. Oh, this is I just. Mean, it's around okay. seventy. I want to say on Metascore at least. But yeah, I mean, people just. It's exactly what you said. It's like if you put these things together, if then it's going to. It's all fan service. Like, yeah, which feels nice. But yeah, and it's just not deep. It's the same thing as Endgame. I mean, all like everything that happens in that movie. I haven't seen it, but it's, uh, you know, it's like the ending of an era and it's, uh, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of fan service in there. The yeah. one most memorable scene of Captain America with Thor's hammer, like people cream their jeans over that and it's just going to be beloved. And even though a lot of like film lovers say that no, Infinity War is a better movie, people are going to like, people rate Endgame higher just because of that. But like, I felt that alone. was better than this even because it just built up so much over like yeah. a decade of movies. I mean, I can't movies. speak on it as a film because yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Versus but this is not built up. It really didn't build up to what happened in this. It was exactly, just, yeah. yeah. Again, oh, this we need is, this to happen. Yeah, why, uh, everything, these scenarios are built around them wanting to bring in old, you know, old Spider-Man. And it really has nothing to do with the last one other than the starting of him not really being yeah and that everyone knows he's peter parker yeah and i'll just go in and say that like they can pretty much do whatever they want and it's kind of like i guess i can't fault them too much because this is a it's a viable character in the mcu but they can do whatever the fuck they want because they have magic now and it just is like that's what i hate about dr strange yeah he just makes yeah. And nothing feel heavy anymore because he can just do it, all these crazy things. Yeah, exactly. Like nothing feels like there doesn't feel like there's much weight to anything going on. No. So I don't know. Like that's why I love the Sam Raimi ones. Like even I think I would even rather watch the third one than than this one. <laughs> and that's not like saying that it's a better movie or whatever. I just would rather watch that because it's a, a conclusion to that trilogy, which I like a lot more. And yeah, again, we've just like the writing seems to revolve around wanting to fit these characters into the story and it just I'm not a fan of the Tom Holland movies. I don't people like love them. I think they're all average to slightly above average and I just don't like the MCU like feeling. Like this feels like every other MCU movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where even the Amazing Spider-Man, Love Him or Hate Him has like at least it feels a little bit different. Sam Raimi obviously has his own touch and those feel very much like Sam Raimi movies. So I don't know. I'm just sick of these like superhero movies not being able to like be stylized or anything. Like it's just feels so bland. It's so like it feels like an episode, a super long episode of TV. Like I'm just watching this, this TV series of fucking Marvel. It might as well just be Marvel. The TV series and every episode is like Sherlock. They have two hours long. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like you have to watch all of those to understand what's going on. It's just I mean, whatever you all that all the hate aside for like the the MCU, these movies in particular, I think they're just like average to slightly above average um movies. I mean, they're well made like technically. Obviously, the CG looks good. It's going to look good when you have 200 million dollar budget, but I just don't think the writing is as strong as the earlier films and like what makes those movies great and like even the plot synopsis tries to hint at oh what it really means to be Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man 2 did that 1000 times better. Oh yeah. Like when he has his Spider-Man existential crisis which like they the highest critical critically rated of all of them. Yeah, probably. They hint at it in this movie too, you know, they even pointed out like what happened in that movie and 
it's just, I don't know, more, has more weight to it. Again, these movies feel weightless where those movies felt like there was actual, like, stakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Even, yeah, even, like, the, uh, we'll get into it, but even at, like, the very last, you know, what ends up happening just felt, like, so, like, Mm -hmm. like, that's a huge deal, and it didn't even feel like anything. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, we can get into spoilers um, in a little bit, unless you guys don't have anything else to say. Which I didn't see the end credit scene either, so. Oh, I don't, yeah. Oh, I never stay for him. If okay. you if it's important, you put it in the movie. That's what I always say. Yep. Type in. Uh, <laughs> type in. It would have been very YouTube. bad if the beginning of this movie didn't recap what happened after. Um, yeah. Was it Far From Home? Because mm-hmm. the end credit scene in that movie re- like sets up what happens in this movie, and if they didn't put that in, if they just assumed that you watched the post credit scene, bar- <laughs> like they, I would have been. This movie would have been at least a star lower. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, okay. So one other thing that I'll say about these, all of these Tom Holland movies is they put, they give a lot of screen time to, uh, or they give a lot of agency to MJ and Ned in this. Mm-hmm. And it feels, I don't, it's not that I, I don't hate their characters, but it feels almost less like a Spider-Man movie than, and more like them as a trio, <laughs> If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have any agency or anything to do, but like they give them like so much responsibility and stuff. And I just don't feel like I feel less chemistry between Zendaya and Tom Holland than Neo and Trinity. All right. But they're <laughs> actually dating. Well, OK, then they, that's really bad then, because I don't know. I just feel like maybe I haven't watched them back to back or I need to refresh my memory on the earlier ones. But. I don't know. Like Zendaya's acting, especially because she she comes out like in the first one, she's like so cold and like uh, just doesn't give him like the time of day. And they're supposed to be like now they're supposed to be like in love, you know, so maybe it's my biasy like shutting <laughs> that shutting that relationship off because I am not a fan, a huge fan of these movies. If I was invested more then maybe I would feel that. But I don't know, just like that trio too. I think it's so much to do in this. I think they felt like more like friends. Like I agree. Ki- they like feel friends. Yeah, they feel. Oh, them too. Friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt like their bond was strong, especially like after a certain scene. <laughs> Almost said it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a certain no. scene. It feels like they're, you know, they have a strong bond and that comes through, which is nice. But I don't know. It just feels like he's always relying on. He's always so reliant on a lot of other people. And I guess this is early on. This is young Spider-Man. I get all that, blah, blah, blah. But and I, I just think that I think that what the other ones do so well is they put like, you know, MJ in like danger. So then he really he has to like do all this shit to like save her. Whereas this one, it's like they were never really in that much danger. Well, you don't want the dance. Yeah, it's a little bit anymore. more cliche, yeah. but it, it works for, you know, that's what comic book movies yeah. are so. yeah i mean why not lean into it if it works <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i could see that yeah i think they wanted to like either subvert expectations there or like they make her out to be like a badass in her own right in this you know like so they're like oh i don't need i don't need to be saved so anyway uh do you have anything else to say general thoughts Mm-mm. we can get into some spoilers i have a couple things in that regard so spoilers for 
Spider-Man No Way Home starting now. If you haven't seen the movie, you probably have seen the movie. Check the timestamps. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to go right to the end, or I have one thing to say about nope, that one ahead. particular scene? Go ahead. The uh, the death of Aunt May. Oh did God! Really yeah. like how that was handled. It just seemed. Um, it didn't seem like it was done I don't know it just was weird how she was like standing up and was like oh yeah I'm fine I'm fine and then like it was really was weird cause like the old one she, he, he gets like impaled and stuff and this the, literally the blade like hit her right yeah well, you she, would think so but I mean it doesn't show it but you assume she got like impaled by this giant they didn't show any injuries yeah I mean even when Spider-Man like even when Tobey Maguire got stabbed, you didn't even see it. Oh, oh, that's a separate discussion. <laughs> oh, you didn't even see like a like a hole in his, or like you didn't well, see I, any blood I just or assumed yeah, it didn't go all the way through, but would have. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like this thing would have gone all the way through. But well, let's assume she didn't get hit with the blade. I, there's no way she didn't though. Yeah, like, it hit her like dead on straight. I don't know. I, it was just weird. I, like she like stood up, and I was like, "Oh wait, I thought she died in this scene." And then I'm like, "She, she got hit hard." Yeah. <laughs> like, and then damn. The, and then he threw the grenade, and it did like nothing. I didn't get that either. Why didn't the grenade like blow off his face or something? Yeah, it's not like his like. I know he's hurt. like somehow strong and can resistant, but yeah, but if it he, like hit him, if he can get fucking punch in the face and he blood, yeah, bloody his, nose like and stuff from yeah punches. and, it, and so that grenades was like, gonna blow off his and the, brain. those bombs were blowing up cars and stuff <laughs> but it didn't even hurt her either like he didn't like knock it out of the way yeah like, i was really confused by that too i was really confused by that but i'm like whatever it's a small thing i don't care yeah, yeah well still uh it's just things like that that i don't know there's like a bunch of those like i guess you could say nitpicks if you want i definitely have a time. nitpick that i want to bring up why is every other character different name? Like MJ was a different MJ and, and Gwen wasn't the second one was his love. Why is Jonah Jameson the same guy in all three of them? In all of them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, the news. Yeah. Like everyone was different. Casting he's amazing. Money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was <laughs> so good that they have to have him back as the same. And yeah. But it, well, Gwen is Gwen is a completely different character. I know, but. Yeah, Spider Gwen. Right. I know that. But still, it's like. And Mary, it was Mary Jane. They made it a, a conscious effort to be like, this is MJ two, but different name. Mm. And then same, but same, Jonah, but different, different. I don't know. Jonah Jameson or yeah, was the exact same. And I guess that all. did throw me off a little bit too, but it's a nitpick, but I guess maybe, I don't know. Uh, well, since we already said it, let's just touch on the end real quick. St- uh, Toby, like the ending, that final like scene with, First off, why wasn't Green Goblin there with the rest of the villains? Like, that didn't make any sense. Aren't they after the same goals? Yeah. So why wouldn't he, why wouldn't he I don't know. join he in always the fight to help separate. them? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. He's His his ultimate demise is the same as theirs. If he gets sent back, he's going to die. So they have the same goals. Why wouldn't he go and help them fight all at the same time? <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't know. <laughs> just so that oh we can we can take out the lesser villains first and then Green Goblin is the final boss even though it's like well he would be there with them <laughs> dumb like, just, again just writing to uh, you know make sure we get get what we want out of this well yeah doesn't then, have to make sense then Doc came in at a perfect timing yeah oh yeah of course yeah it's it's just they obviously give like it's just it's gross that they 
that you can see it come through in the script that, oh, we know Green Goblin and we know Doc Ock are like the the most popular villains. So we're going to give them like the most to do and like all of this when in reality, like if they're all villains and they all are on a level playing field that they all would have the same, they all should be the same, right? Yeah. I feel like this... Like you can should- just feel like them writing like oh this is what the fans want yeah yeah let's put this in here oh Oh, they'll love this part yeah yeah and i i don't feel like they did enough either because they did that and focused so much on them the the two the characters i knew the least about i still know nothing about yeah they really they really rely on you doing your homework and like making sure that you've seen the other movies yeah because they don't flesh them out at all yeah, well, they already have were in other movies, but again, that's yeah. just the. But let's say you're like this watching movie can't this. Stand, yeah. yeah, it can't. It can't stand on its own. That's true. Like if you're a kid and you only have ever watched these new ones and you don't want to watch old movies, then yeah, and and it's not so much like it, other movies can't stand on their own that are in trilogies. That's true, but this is not a. This is not a part of a trilogy. This is twenty years after, almost twenty years after the first Spider-Man. So it's like. It's not even in the same universe. Obviously, this is now they're opening the gate to this multiverse idea, and well, yeah, they also just, literally set up for Miles Morales showing up mm-hmm. originally because Jamie Foxx is like, "There needs to be a Black Spider-Man." Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's like, oh, he says, "I'm sure there's one out out of because he knows about the strength theory." He's like, "I'm sure there's a Black Spider-Man out there." Yeah, which is again, yeah, so much of just fan service and nods to other characters anyway get back to the end we're getting off track spider-man toby mcguire the very ending it's a good moment what he's trying to do him stop to stop tom holland from killing uh green goblin right because he says well no that was amazing spider-man anyway he knows what it's going to do to him uh he knows revenge isn't the way so he tries to stop him and he gets stabbed by green goblin and then literally nothing happens from that He's like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. And then he's, he's like, like, I've been stabbed before. He's like, I've been stabbed before. It's cool. Yeah. It's like, again, zero stakes, zero weight to anything. Like you can get stabbed. You can get grenades thrown at you. There's, it's just <laughs> so. Me- it makes everything so meaningless. I don't get it. Like that would have been an amazing moment if he sacrificed his life for this for him. You know, for the future of Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not that way. It's just like that moment has no weight to it or meaning to it now. Like, why is it even there? That's just, yeah, nothing. It was so bad. I hated <laughs> that. <laughs> um, another, what was I going to say before? Spoiler. Fuck. I had to think of it. The, the scene about the Zendaya scene. Love, love scene. No, <laughs> I thought you were talking about something between the bond. Yeah, no, he was implying was that. Else. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, the scene where they first meet the other Spider-Men was probably the cringiest scene in the whole movie. <laughs> the I portals. It. Yes. The whole scene in Ned's house. I hated that. Yeah. It was so bad. It was really bad. Like, I get that some people think these are funny. There's like some like, I guess I would chuckle at some couple things, yep. but damn this is trying hard to be funny and it is not funny at all can you get the cobweb in the corner yeah it just and that whole like moment it's just like so it doesn't feel like it was done in a clever way it just feels like matter of fact like oh we need them here now so uh ned who has magic all of a sudden without 
you know, they have one line that says, oh, man, my grandma Sometimes used my to say, yeah, grandma used to say I had magic in me. And then now he's fucking Sorcerer Supreme. But anyway, and I get that they're setting him up for something in the future. Does like, he have any ties to that one guy? Well, Wong he's supposed to be in the comics. From what I've heard, he is actually a supervillain or he becomes a supervillain, which is why they have the line in here. Promise I, me I, you I won't become, become a supervillain. <laughs> anyway, uh, but just that whole scene, like the comedy in it, the me- just like the convenience of them like coming through and Ned opening the portals for them. It just it did not work for me at all. I hated that scene. I know. Why couldn't if they were going to be like super cliche and everything, why didn't they do it where he's fighting or something? And then the other one of them, other ones comes in and like starts fighting with him or something. And you're like, yeah. who's this? He's like, Alex, just let's yeah. work together now. And then afterwards, they're like, so who are you? Yeah, I like that would have worked fine. Already like that way more. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would like yeah? Why they would they could have the done a scene in the hospital where they started fighting and then all of a sudden right. he comes to help them? But only yeah, because they don't ever them. show how the villains come through. They just show them they're already there. Yeah, and then why wouldn't Spider-Man be like? Why wouldn't they come too if they yeah. know that they're got like? Yeah, yeah, I thought that was well. Very they messy. they have lines in there. It's like, oh, I've been looking for this yeah, the whole knew. time. I've been searching. It's like. Or your Spider-Man, I don't know. It seems like he would have been able to... Can your Spider-Senses fucking tingle together? Yeah, if he's looking in one specific city, you just go to wherever... (laughs) Yeah. Whatever the... Go to the bridge scene where there's a fucking Doc Ock is destroying it. Watch the news. (laughs) Just look at the news for a second. What, look on TikTok? Oh, look, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that scene. And, um... That that was when it really started, too. I like... I do like some of the stuff where they're together, to Josh's point. But again, really, really swinging hard for the fences with the comedy. Some of that stuff works. Some of it, again, is just cringy or t- way too fan servicey, and yeah, not uh, not my not my bag. Nope. Any other spoilers? No. Anything else to say at all? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, it was exactly what I expected it to be. And I kind I, of expected more based off the hype, to be honest. Really. I don't know. I, did. I mean, I didn't. I mm. didn't like the f- or I didn't love the first two, but everyone was talking so highly of this. I, I had my doubts and my reservations for sure, but I don't know. I th- expected a little bit more. I loved. I didn't love. I liked the. I remember liking the first one a lot, quite a bit. Second one, which I just watched, it's fine. And then this one was about. On Why are they all people like the second one more? I don't know how. Than the first one? People like Far From Home more than Homecoming. Hmm. I thought Homecoming was better. Me too. Yeah. Why are they all home related? I don't know. Trilogy credit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. And next going to be like Home Sweet Home or something. <laughs> home Sweet Home. They are, I think they're doing more with Tom Holland, but I don't know if they're going to keep that going or not. The fourth one is Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Spider-Man fights incest. All right. <laughs> uh, well, if we are tapped out, then let's give our ratings out of five. Jacob? I give it a three. I'm also giving it a three. Well, I'm also giving it a three. All right. So that uh, wraps that up. Uh, let's move on to nano reviews. What do you guys got? We need like a I have a musical jingle for that. Nano review. Six. <laughs> sure. I have six, but a couple rewatches, so. I've six. had a few. 
You have six? No, I have one. Oh, you have one? Okay. Yeah. Why don't you start then, Josh? Okay. I watched um, The Night House, um, mm. David Bruckner film, who um, I liked The Ritual quite a bit um, that he did. Uh, the Netflix original, The Ritual, liked that quite a bit. So That was pretty good. Um, I wanted to watch this. I, I wanted to watch this in theater. It came out, I think, in August. Um, just didn't end up getting around to it. Um so then I found, I saw that it was, you know, they have it on prime or whatever. So, um, decided to rent it and it was actually really good. Um, I, I really liked it. Um, and a very interesting take, um, on, um, uh, on horror, I guess you could say, um, it kind of reminded me of like invisible man meets like the Babadook. <laughs> Like in terms of like theme, like thematically, you are not moving my needle with those. Well, yeah, mentioning those two movies. But I think that <laughs> I think those that you are the worst oh. movies you could mention. I know, but <laughs> I think that you would like this one more just because. Well, I do like the ritual, so. Yeah, and it, I think that this one, I think that the reason you didn't like Invisible Man, the, you would like it the way that they did this one, and I think that the way the reason why you didn't like Babadook, you would like the way that he did they did in this one instead. Okay. So I think that you would prefer this better like you know between the two or um, separately other than the two of them so um but yeah it, it honestly like took me for kind of a loop like i didn't really oh this is, i know this one I don't didn't really realize i i don't know anything about it really i mean i know that she was like a, a widow um and that was pretty much like it um basically you're with her trying to figure out um you know what actually happened to her husband because um, i don't know if it says in the synopsis or not I don't want to. I don't think it just says recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you then how he dies. Um, But um, yeah, very, very, very like a lot better than I thought. And then uh, Rebecca Hall, um, she uh, was getting a lot of um, praise for this movie. And I think it's very justified because she does do an extremely um, good job. I'm kind of showing her like being her character and, you know, really. Um, weaving in between like, you know, the emotions that, you know, a widow or a recently widowed, um, you know, person would have to go through, you know, anger, um, upset, you know, you know, kind of the stages, the stages, but weaving in throughout it. But it, this also has like a, an element of like supernatural or, you know, it could lead you to think it was supernatural. It's, it's got, it's, it, um, you know, goes on a line that's pretty pretty cool and um i don't i don't know if you guys plan on watching it anytime soon but probably not um, for before the top 10 but if in the future maybe yeah it's um like it was really good um, i enjoyed it a lot just um uh, obviously some of the, some of the stuff didn't work for me as much um so i didn't you know it wasn't it wasn't outstanding by any means but i do like Der- Der- david bruckner um like i said i i did like ritual quite a bit i like this one um, so I'm interested to see what, you know, he does next. I think he could be, um, you know, do a great things in the, in the horror, um, genre. So I'm excited for, for what he has. Um, and yeah, so I ended up giving it a four star. Very cool. Okay. I'll start, um, from, well, actually, you know what? I don't know if I should talk about this now. It's going to be, I'm talk about it during top 10 anyway. Ooh, spoilers. Okay, things that aren't in the top <laughs> ten. 
I'll talk about. I rewatched uh, A Clockwork Orange. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it. Um, didn't do that much for me this time. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm missing something. So, it's <clears throat> anybody that hasn't seen it. It's set in this unknown time, but you could assume it's the future. And it's saying, commenting a lot on the world, and it's pretty interesting since it came out in 71, but uh, there's criminal justice and prison reform, um, or not analogies. uh, Allegories. Allegories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's just this, like, kind of, like, comment on, like, art and... You know, that's, I guess, a lot of Kubrick's movies, um, you know, what what is art and what what it means. Um, but it's just hard to kind of empathize with the main character. Like he gets. He goes through this experiment of um, of reform that like kind of brainwashes him. So like he has mm. to be good or else he'll like get sick to a point where he can't, you know, move or or do anything else. So. Like, it's kind of, like, forced reform, but then he goes up back out into the real world and, like, kind of all these people that know who he was take, like, revenge and stuff. And that would be in kind of more interesting as a commentary on, like, prison life, like, people getting out of prison and not getting fair opportunities in the world, and they kind of still get treated like shit even though they went through the reform process, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not as... I just don't get what you're supposed to get from that because he is such a bad person <laughs> and he didn't do... The he didn't go through the I guess necessary steps. So I I don't know. Maybe I'm missing the point on that. Maybe it's going over my head. But I didn't like it as much as uh, my memory held up. Um, it's still very interesting and obviously well shot. And the use of music in this movie is amazing. It's it's uh, Kubrick, so he uses a lot of classical music mm-hmm. and it's a lot of interesting things going on. I'll probably need to rewatch it in another two or three years, but. <laughs> Super violent, um, disturbing scenes of rape and things like that. So it's uh, definitely extreme, but um, if you can stomach it, then it's definitely worth a watch still. And uh, there is one scene where him and his gang members are driving in a car that's absolutely disgusting. It's uh, a bad green screen. Oh, God. I not like the look of it. I would expect... Kubrick to figure out a way around that because he's such a perfectionist, but it doesn't look good. Why? Because it took like a month to make that one scene <laughs> in 2001. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you just from his reputation, you just expect him to not settle for that kind of uh, aesthetic, that look. Because he would know it doesn't look good. Yeah, exactly. Again, could be going over my head. I don't know. But I still liked it um, and it's still worth seeing for just everything going on in it alone. But uh I settled on a three and a half for now. We'll see what happens. White and solid, heavy, solid, solid, solid three and a half. Solid. Jacob, you've never seen this. I see it's in your want to watch. No, I haven't. It's on HBO Max. Check it out. I do have that. <laughs> All right, Josh, you want to go again, and then Jacob can do his. Sure, I'll go. Let's see. Um, rewatched a movie known as that we all have seen back in middle school um osmosis jones oh yeah i saw you watch that, i have yeah. no idea what made me watch <laughs> this um but i know what it was i have an idea you are high as a fucking kite mm, that might have been <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit 
Um, but I mean, it's. I remember like the memes about like the only person that can get us out of cro- like COVID is gonna be, and they would show us Moses Jones. So oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Somehow it came up. Saw that it was on Netflix. Um, so I put it on, and I. I mean, I we loved it as kids. Like we watched that like a decent yeah, amount I've of times. Seen like it many times. Middle, like, probably the last time I seen it would have been like middle school, maybe early high school. That last time, um, but. Um, it holds up and obviously you're going to get more of the jokes the older you get. So there was a lot of other jokes that, you know, that I never noticed the first time. Uh, and like literally everything in this movie is, you know, obviously related to human anatomy. So even like random signs on the wall that are like random, like street signs or everything that you can see that's like that you can read has a reference to a body part. So, um, I thought, you know, it's it's really clever and, um, you know, it's like <laughs> even to this day, like, you know, for the longest time you, you, you take medicine and like, I would think like, you know, what, you know, what is, you know, you just think of that. I stuff. remember I used to imagine it being like yeah, that guy. Exactly. Drix. Yeah. yeah I did imagine like, it like and that. The, and the, dr- the animation's really good in this. It's, that holds up really well. I think the animation's still pretty good. Um, some 3d stuff was, is in it. That's pretty bad. Um, obviously by this movie, I don't even know how old it is now. Um, quite old, but, uh, holds up. 2001. Yeah. So 20 years old. Um, so yeah, that's like I said, some of the, um, the 3d elements are like the, the CG is pretty bad, but, um, the, the, the drawings are still good. And, you know, Chris Rock does a great job as Osmosis Jones and, um, you know, the characters between the, you know, um, good cop, bad cop and, um, Drix, Drix is funny, funny as hell in it too. Like just because of his, his like, he's super sterile. His comedy is super sterile, but it's, you know, it's just it's just funny how they work off each other. So, um, liked it. Still had the same charm that I had that I had before, um, and uh, yeah, I liked it. So I gave it that is another four star. I liked it. I liked it. Jacob, I watched Tick Tick Boom. Finally. And? Uh, <laughs> Has it been it. out that long? No, I, I really liked it. liked it. You loved it? You really liked it. Uh, <laughs> on the edge. I think it could go up for me. I think this is one I would watch again. Uh, Love to hear it. it. The music, very good. Well written. And I don't... Was this music original for this movie? Or was this music from Tick, Tick, Boom? I mean, right because they made yeah that's a good question i don't know whatever it was well done <laughs> and i especially love the last song well you can see who has credit for the music if oh, it yeah, was lin-manuel it. miranda or go ahead I'll, I'll look it up what you yeah i especially love the last song and it did uh give me the feels pretty good i told you i think this hits harder too being 29 and going to 30 mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's very relevant to us right now and just like even though people in their 30s obviously they're like 30s nothing you know it's just arbitrary but people who are turning 30 it seems like such a big milestone and i was trying to reflect on that and this especially after watching this what it means to be turning 30 i mean 20s were a crazy time for me Mm -hmm. i went through all my pharmacy school i started my career all my travels that like from the first travel, literally I've been on a plane till now has all been in my twenties. 
Mm. Like so much of my experience, like my whole life feels like it was in my twenties and now it's thirties. And now it's like, I started climbing, you know, it's certain thing I just started doing. And before when you start something, you always think, oh, I could become one of the best at this. You know, mm-hmm. now you start, if you want to start a new thing, it's like, obviously I'll never be, I'm already past my prime. Like I'm past that peak. I'm never going to be exceptional at this. So it's that I felt a lot of that with what it's talking about in this film. It's just coming in terms that you're past your, that prime you're past that you're still young. You still can do stuff and you have a lot of life left, but you're past all of that. You know, (laughs) it's like, you can see the horizon, I guess. No way. Not at 30. <laughs> I don't know. It just, die at 60, it, maybe. It's really hard to like reflect on like what it really means. It, it's one more year. It's nothing. It's just one more decade. But it's saying, okay, so you haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom. So what it's no. saying is that for a creative and for like an artist, okay. that's more of like y- you need to be like you need to make something by a certain point or else you're kind of going to be. Yeah, lost like, in the shuffle. Think about it like retire retirement. Like now I'm I yeah, mean I'm a athlete, pharmacist yeah. and stuff. I'm saving for retirement. I'm doing all that. Like I'm in the right track. But let's say you're in a career with art and you have not made it still and you're about to turn 30. Like you're really need to start thinking, am I gonna stick with this now? I don't have time to at once you're 30, you you already need to be established, really. Yeah, yeah, when you make that connection, it makes sense. But when you like you you didn't make that connection, so I'm like turning thirty is not seeing the horizon. Like you not like you're I mean the horizon, early. like yeah. But yeah, it's creatively. You absolutely. can't yes. like just you have to like be more stable in life by thirty, because mm-hmm. you don't have as much time to just keep trying new things and do things. So he had to make the decision like, does he want to keep trying in this art, <laughs> his art, yeah. and or does he want to go into like really being more stable in life and settling down with the girl he's with or getting a stable job starting a career it's not once you hit 30 it's like uh should i go back to school should i do this because now if you go back to school you could be almost 40 by the time you get to something that would give you a career it's just it's very different from in your 20s so yeah and there's just i mean it it juggles so many things it's a heavy movie it's definitely not Mm -hmm. one that's just I mean, during the time it's set in, like the 90s, everything that it's dealing with, just, oh. I mean, just the uh, struggle, the struggling artist, which has been done so many times, but right. it really makes you feel it in this. I feel like you feel it more. And then his relationships, his own, his personal, his, his personal, <laughs> the relationship with his girlfriend and uh, his friends, um, literally dying. How did it's it feel? How did it feel in terms of like, because it's obviously a play. Did it feel like that? No. Like we normally have like. No, no, not at all. Reservations about, you know. Mm-mm. Cool. You um, know, that's one of my like biggest criticisms yeah, yeah. of those movies. And I felt like it, it felt, felt like more. A movie. Yeah, it felt more in the realm of La La Land than it was like, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, West Side Story or whatever. So there is no writing credits. It's Jonathan Larson's. It is. So it is. Who all the songs were written by Jonathan Man, he, I want to see his. He's dead. Yeah, I know. Oh. You would find he, that out in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it literally start literally the beginning of the movie. It you he know, died he like died. fifteen years or twenty five years ago. Yeah, ninety six or something. And he never even saw himself become successful. He never saw. Is he this died. about him? You know what's yeah. crazy? Did okay. you? S- did they say that in the movie? 
Yeah. That he died the opening night of Rent. He never even I got to I don't know if they said oh. that. I, they did say that he never got to see never how to see successful it. he, he died actually became. the opening night of Rent. Yeah, and then Rent ended up being going for 12 years yeah. on Broadway. One of the most successful Broadway musicals. Like he only ever got to see his failures. Yeah. I think Steven's favorite play is Rent. Yeah. Yeah. You, should, you get put it on when he's uh, together. Yeah, it's it so topical, too. The mm-hmm. stuff he's talking about, my God, it's so heavy. He Ron, was a Howard had his, Ron Howard had his hands on this, too. Yeah. As what? A producer. Oh, well. Yeah. He, still has his hands he was clearly a genius weird. writer. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it's just, I don't know if it hits so hard because I'm 29 going on 30 or, and I just can empathize I mean, I know people it. that are older that, you know, liked it just as much. So, I yeah. think it's. It's kind of, I guess if you're a creative or like an artistic person, then it's, it's, you know, it's something that, or even like Josh, an athlete, like every, anything that has like a, a time, well, I guess your life has a time limit, but like everything that has that, like it's weighted differently. Yeah. That over like your only feeling of like, aging is just getting get worse at every time. Basically like yeah, you're yeah. gonna, you're past your peak and you're only You'll never be able to get as good as you could have gotten if you started earlier. Now, mm-hmm. you can get new skills and stuff, but you'll never be able to get it to the level you could have and before. Being, and being getting to thirty is realizing that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I honestly realize that too. You know, that's it's what like I'm saying. I'm starting something new. I'm like, I have no aspirations of becoming the best. But I remember always starting stuff before. I'm like, <laughs> I want to be the best, 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 best. I'm always so and competitive. Now old. So. And now you just realize you're like, I have to come to terms that no, I won't. Like yeah, yeah. you come to terms with your own mortality. Yeah, you just you won't. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, it's a heavy movie with amazing writing. The songs are incredible. I do want to see Rent. I guess I think I've seen. Yeah, I've that. never seen the movie. Yeah. I think I have. And this was Len Manuel Miranda's first mm-hmm. director debut, as we talked about. And he Jacob killed was on his phone. <laughs> I thought he did fucking. Uh, yeah, no. But in the heights, but no, it's just music just, by him. I mean, I guess... I'm glad his, he didn't do the music in this, though, because yeah. I felt like that might have been too I'm, much. Well, I guess well, it I shows you how it. much he loves yeah, like yeah. Broadway and such, because he's like on Broadway, I mean, he had now. to have gotten some type of inspiration from... I mean, Rent, these are like probably, huge... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Rent's a, you know, like a massive, massive Broadway show. And it's uh, like... So How old is um, Hamilton? Manuel Miranda. He's in his forties. Forty. Yeah, he's not very old. Oh, okay. So he probably he was born in eighty. Probably nineteen eighty. Jonathan Larson personally then. So forty one. And he didn't make mm-hmm. himself a huge part or singing part in this. He was just in yes, the background us. for what like one scene. Yeah, <laughs> he was in it for a split second, which was nice. So, so like, thank God. Which is fine. <laughs> the lot of directors I do that. Peter Jackson yeah. does that. Yeah. I read somebody like a review on this movie, and they say. Uh, just goes to show that Lynn Manuel should not be in front of a camera. <laughs> should be behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but true. he did great. I mean, obviously he di- he directs, right? He directs a musical, mm-hmm. but this is his first time doing a film, and he I thought he nailed it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he would do next. Yeah, I loved how the uh, the diner scene also kind of breaks out into like it's just a scene of it's just a song about. Um, just Sunday morning, you know, like how hectic it is on Sunday morning. Yeah. But that's like the most over the top Broadway scene, mm-hmm. like singing part. Oh yeah. Cause it breaks like all, down the side yeah, of the yeah, building exactly. and such. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the most showy song, but it's kind of like the least important song in a way. I, I 
thought that was like ironically funny. But yeah, I I'm, he should now I feel like he should have directed his in the heist. That, yeah in the heist <laughs> because I think he would have done a better job. Probably. He, I mean, a lot of people like that movie. He was probably I, working. I didn't on, hate um, it either. No, I meant like like just critically and everything. Yeah, but I think if he, this probably is higher. Uh, I don't know. I thought this was definitely this is gonna end. Done. This is something that would end up on like top tens of the year. Not in the Heights is not. In the Heights is more of like a I feel like a typical musical like crowd pleaser. This is, I mean, it's still kind of typical, but not really. It it's yeah, it's technically just really well done. It's and, technically better than and it's the best thing I've Heights. seen Andrew Garfield in. <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, he, he never sang. He actually sang. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, His singing is really good. Um, and he never sang before. Like he got, I think he got training for this movie. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's quite a bit less uh, critically. Nah, they're wrong. No way. <laughs> a whole ten, ten whole points. Oh my god, they're fucked. I don't understand 70, that at all. Seventy-four and eighty-four. Get real. Fucking yeah, because I thought <laughs> the music Letterbox was just for outstanding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They know what's up. Um, okay. I'm just going to... I have one more then, um, and I'll save my other one for next week. I watched The Killing of Two Lovers. This is a little film by Robert... Mach- Downey Jr. Makoian? <laughs> Makian? Robert Makian? I don't know how to say it. Anyway, uh, super uh, small film. Josh might be interested. I'm in. <laughs> I heard... I heard- Budget. Um, I heard small and budget. 84 minutes, <laughs> tiny budget. <laughs> I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was released by Neon. Um, but anyway, this is a uh, this is a small drama about a young couple going through... Oh, I don't know how young they are, actually. They have a teenage daughter. Um, but anyway, they're going through a separation. Um, they're separated, living... He lives with his dad. She got the house and the kids. And uh, they're trying to work through this marital problem and um, she starts seeing somebody else and he starts having some very aggressive feelings about this and that's pretty much all it is it takes place I want to say over the course of maybe a week or two Um, but it's just this drama about you know them trying to work through this and figure it out and a super rural Utah town where they literally live a hundred yards away from each other. So that complicates <laughs> things a little bit more because he can see mm-hmm. uh, who's coming and going from the house. He could see he uh, stops. He can stop over in the middle of the night and like he knocks on his, you know, kids windows and is like mm-hmm. saying hello to them. And then, you know, that causes problems and things. It's um, I really, really, really liked it. The first half there's, one scene where I feel like it kind of changes the, I want to say the authenticity of it. It felt so real and authentic for the first half. And then there's this scene where it kind of changes things and it feels, it just goes in a more written direction Mm. rather than a more authentic direction. And I was really feeling like, Oh, you know, this is how it actually would be between this couple and this relationship and stuff. And then it kind of takes um, a turn. It's still really good. uh, But it just wasn't as, amazing as I wanted it to be. Uh, it's in a interesting aspect ratio. It's, uh, I believe, 4-3, so it's almost a square. Um, a ton of fixed camera shots. Like, there's almost no movement to the camera in this, so a lot of scenes will be fixed from uh, one shot, and it, and it just holds that for a long time. There's barely any cuts in the movie. Uh, if a scene 
starts from like a from a wide zoom out, then it'll you know, like slowly pan in. Love it. Uh, but barely any movement at all. Uh, there's like some extreme close-up shots that are pretty interesting that just like gets really in their faces and like if they're having a conversation, it'll go back and forth. So uh, just how it was shot was pretty interesting and the look of it was pretty interesting. Um, I just wish that it would have stuck with that authenticity a little bit more or gone in the direction. Well, maybe I don't know if it would have gone in the direction I, you think it's going to. That might have been too cliche. But the ending is um, is pretty interesting and uh, I'll just... I'll leave it at that, but liked it a lot. Didn't love it. I gave it a three and a half. I would say check it out. It's on Hulu and it's less than an hour and a half. So if you're looking for a short time commitment, then this is a good movie. Yep. And it's, it's a one, three, seven to one. So basically one, three, seven. Yeah. Um, uh, these next three, I, I'm going to, uh, blaze through them cause okay. they're like pretty recent. <laughs> I've talked about them, uh, in depth. One movie, one of our most recurring movies on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That we've talked about. Upgrade? Nope. No. <laughs> Which <laughs> I... probably I, second place upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Vast of Night. Rewatched that again. Oh, nice. Liked it even more again. Even uh, more is, again? Th- this <laughs> is... Yeah, even more... So yeah, liked it even you, more? Again. Again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> so this is... I think this is my fourth watch of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I, it's like... I want to give it a five star so bad. And I, I, I just need to pull the trigger, I think, because <laughs> it's like every time I watch it, I find something new I like about it. And like I said, I've gone in depth of it before, you know, in this in the show. But just the way that he writes in the just the the atmosphere that is created in this little like this one night, it's literally just, you know, <laughs> in one night and the, you know, the atmosphere that's um, created, the world that's created in this little town. The shots are super cool, and the you know the the dialogue. I love, 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 love how he wrote the dialogue to you know perfectly encaps- encapsulate the '50s, '60s, you know, during the the space age, and um, it's just just a really really good movie. And you know the way it was shot is also you know very very good. I like I like it a lot. You know it has the the cool like go kart um, scene where. It's a pretty long, continuous scene. There's a lot of actually, I didn't notice them before, but this movie has a lot of still shots, like a lot of them. Like yeah. Kyle was saying, like this one has a lot of no movement shots as well, where the camera is literally static and it's just t- they're t- talking, you know. And um, so I I just love I don't know, man. It just gives me. There's a certain movies you know where you watch it and you're like, it just give it puts you in this certain headspace and mm-hmm. it just makes you feel a certain way, no matter how many times you watch it. It just puts you there, and I just I think of the time that because Kyle and I watched it the first time, and I just remember that night specifically watching it, and like every time I watch it now, I just think of that night, like how yeah. everything <laughs> in that how like how everything when we were watching it was like, you know, it just brings back that nostalgia, and it's, um, and then that helps on top of obviously the movie itself is extremely well done, I think, um, it, and I don't know this dude has <laughs> like I said he has no other credits, nothing. I don't know if this guy just came and did one and like never going to do like, another I'm movie. Done. It's like, but well, it wasn't his first. Yeah, it's first only anything. <laughs> well, yeah, but give him. Yeah, t- but, you got to give him time. But even like sometimes you'll look at writing credits and they'll say like working on something and mm-hmm. you don't see anything. And this movie, I mean, it came out. It's going on three years now. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, I mean, sometimes yeah. it's so <laughs> it's small. Like it takes a long. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. To <laughs> what was the budget on this movie? Again? Oh. Pfft. Micro, yeah, 
They, I mean, they remember they had to film it like in, in eight like days. a day, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they had to do it only at night, and they had to re- recreate the entire city every time, yeah. So, a lot of cool stuff, but um, yep, gave that one. Uh, it's still four and a half. Um, probably should be a five, but one more watch, and we'll get there. Um, four feet. Yep, I'm gonna force it to a five. Um, watched Role Models. Hadn't seen that in forever. Role models. Yeah, Steve, my roommate Steven wanted wanted to watch it, so we put it on, and I watched it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it is what it is. It's I, very uh, 2000 to 2010 that yep. whole decade of oh, comedy. Yeah. It like yep. it's very much that decade of comedy. Yep, and it's I mean it's Paul Rudd, it's uh, Sean William Scott. You know, you McLovin. know what you're gonna get with <laughs> it. You know, McLovin. You got that uh, Jane Lynch is in it. You know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> her character is so funny. Like. The amount of times where she goes, I could just be doing cocaine right now. Like she just wants to do cocaine so bad. Like <laughs> still, like she's just wants it so bad. And she, anytime she can bring up drugs, she does. <laughs> and, um, you know, the whole, you know, the whole LARPing scene is pretty cool. Like pretty funny too. So, um, just I probably, I probably laughed a decent amount actually in this movie more than I thought I would, but obviously that's going to happen when you haven't seen a movie in mm. five six plus years you know um obviously we're older now so um and i'm also a pretty big fan of paul rudd i think he's pretty funny um so oh yeah you fucking love paul rudd <laughs> i think he's hilarious that whatever movie that wanderlust <laughs> yeah that put it in your voyage right up in your voyage yeah so uh that w- i gave that a three and a half uh rewatched uh super dark times again um loved it just as much um yeah i talked about that recently and we've i've talked about it twice now because with travis um so don't have to go over that one again but yep still love it still still like the writing i like the direction i like uh the shots everything that's another movie that you know puts me in a certain headspace and a certain feeling um and it's like an adult <laughs> it's like a heart like a rated r fucking stand by me so um like that one a lot and I, that's still a still a five banger for me so i'm gonna come <laughs> gross you didn't even, you didn't hate it kyle you give it three three, three. yeah not anywhere near five is that it you got yep. another one nope that's oh. or yeah i mean i watched nope. footloose again but Okay, you watch Footloose every week, so yeah. what, else, <laughs> what else is there to say? You could talk about that every week. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, that does it for Nano Reviews. So next week is the big one. Wait, I thought you watched one more. He I did. do. I'm That's saying he says top 10. Oh, I was going to say, because I, I want to hear about that. Well, all right, I can wait. We'll, we'll talk Apparently, about it next week. Maybe I need to watch and be the, the me- mediator between the two. No, I, if I'm anybody not, uh, follows us on Instagram... Uh, the latest story of Jacob that it's basically what he was doing during the last duel because <laughs> there's <laughs> the no fucking way that it's a three or whatever he gave three and it. a half no, you give oh. it a three yeah I give mm-hmm. it a three. Oh. or there's no way it's boring as Jacob said it was boring no <laughs> anyway that's spoiler alert for next week <coughs> last duel is obviously going to be in the top ten I didn't um, say it you just said it I know well, well we were talking about it <laughs> um, <laughs> so next week is Next week is the big one. It is the top 10 movies of 2021. We are also probably going to talk Macbeth. We'll probably do that first. Um, 
just in case it uh, sneaks into any of our top tens. Uh, probably be, we'll try to make it a shorter review because it's going to be a long episode. Um, and I didn't talk to you guys about this before, but I think we cannot not downplay the suds in Suds and Cinema. We're also going to do a top 10 beers of 2021 next week. And that is the top, that is 10 beers that we have done on the show specifically. Okay. So our 10 favorite beers of the year that we did on the show, we're going to count those down. That'll be pretty quick. Then we'll get into top 10 movies and uh, go over those. So that is coming up next week. If you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both of those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. I'm on bl- both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>